Alright legends, welcome back dude to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. And this week, you know, more exciting than others, I would argue, because I have some hot, fresh off the press, printed this morning, tour dates. And I know what you're all thinking, but Billy, we have been hurt so many times before and I appreciate those feelings okay to be fair I was the one who wore the financial consequences of all those tours being cancelled but still I think we've all been through a fair bit as far as my tour dates they are untrustworthy and really quite reckless in their intentions but these ones I'm telling you it's good to go I got such a good feeling Third time's the charm, I believe, maybe fourth in some cities. And uh, so here we go. I hope to see you at one of the following shows. I'm not doing the whole of Australia in one go because I tried to do something like that last year. And then I find I found that the more you try to attempt in one go, the more that can then actually be cancelled in one go. So I'm trying a new strategy. So I'm doing the East Coast Tour first. So we got Wollongong, March 26, Newcastle, April 1st, Brisbane, April 21, and then Sydney, I'll be at the Sydney Comedy Festival, May 19 and 20. Now, Wollongong, Newcastle and Brisbane are on sale now. Sydney will be on sale on the 22nd of February. So looking forward to that. I got some new jokes. I got... You know, the same old charisma, but if it's not broken, you don't fucking fix it, dude. Okay, so it's my podcast. It's my tour. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. But uh, I'm so excited. I'm pumped. You know, uh, it should be really good. I've never done a solo show in Wollongong before. I guess I've technically never done one in Newcastle, but... I've done shitloads of gigs in Newcastle, dude. They they love me in the Steel City. So Wollongong is the first one, March 26. Hope to see you there. And and yeah, I hope to see you at any of those dates. And Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth. Uh, I will get to probably June, July. A couple of people messaged me about Darwin. I might maybe just sort of tack on an Alice Springs trip there. So, you know, 17 people turn up to the show. I can still enjoy the rest of the trip. But yeah, and you know, Hobart, Hobart's in the mix as well. I mean, if Hobart can have an Ashes test, fucking oath, they can have a Billy Darcy comedy show. You know, for years I thought, I thought I love Hobart, but is that city, is that city capable of hosting an event of the sort of magnitude of a Billy Darcy live comedy show? But once I saw them host an Ashes test, I realized that they were finally ready for that opportunity so i'll make my way to the other cities uh most likely in june and july this is what i've got so far and let's just let's just pray these things are on i was supposed to go to all day last week and that was rescheduled for the fifth time and i was supposed to go to the ashes but i got covid supposed to go to freaking grapevine gathering i think grapevine got covid i mean it's been a wild time for events and getting your hopes up. But it is my intention 
to make some dreams come true with this tour. So see you there. You can get those tickets at the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram bio. If you're looking for tickets, Instagram bio. So yeah, do people still have websites? I've been sitting on BillyDarcy.com for about five years. Maybe six. I bought it like the year after I started comedy because I just thought, well, it doesn't take a genius to work out where this is going. Straight to the fucking moon. So don't know how to make a website, but when that opportunity arises, I have the relevant domain name. It's all very exciting. It is all very exciting. Now, sort of crack into things. Quite an eccentric week. Valentine's Day on Monday. Now, I got to say as a single man, you know, Valentine's Day has never really even made a blip on my radar. But this year, I don't know, was there an extra freaking extra bit of love in the air? Extra bit of intimacy uh, sprinkled on, on your wheat bix in the morning? I'm not sure. But there did seem to be a bit of an extra, extra sort of a deal made about Valentine's Day. Lots of dinners and stuff. Very exciting. Dude, me and Maka are so single. We didn't know it was Valentine's Day until like 7.30 on the day. I saw a couple of flowers on Instagram stories, this sort of stuff. But it was a Monday. I'm just thinking, you know, I saw a few of my mates getting roses. I'm just thinking they did something fucking weird on the Saturday night and they're in the doghouse. You know, I didn't connect the dots. I saw those I saw those joke Valentine's Day cards on, you know, Instagram pages and stuff like, you know, it'd be like a Billie Eilish one to whoever you make me happier than ever. I didn't I just thought they were shit memes. I didn't clock onto that either. And then Adzi comes home and Adzi, you know, most of the time Adzi he's he just wants to bloody watch a bit of telly and chill out. He comes home from a long day at work. He's pressing the linen. You know, he's got a beautiful, sharp new haircut. Uh, his shoulder blades are bloody grinding together. He's, he's got the world at his feet. He's heading out to the city on a Monday night. Dinner with the missus. Again, I'm just thinking, fuck me. Adzi's an exceptional boyfriend. This guy's raising the bar for which we will all be held to. Then, Maka was supposed to go out and play some tennis. And I said, Maka, what time are you going out to play some tennis? And he said, it's not happening anymore because two of the lads have Valentine's Day dinners with their girlfriends. And that was when I realized it was Valentine's Day. 7.30 p.m. on the day. Just real single. Just out here being exceptionally single, not even aware of the day. You know, fair play to these singles that are out here feeling bad. At least you freaking have the wherewithal to check a fucking calendar and know that you should be feeling much lonelier than you currently are. If we're being honest, I think we can all agree that Valentine's Day is, is you know, for women, first and foremost. Uh, I've saw a few... I saw a f- People are doing presents on Valentine's Day now. I mean, that seems... I've, you get the missus some flowers and a f- fantastic night out, and if she's lucky, a kiss on the lips under the moonlight at the end of it. Okay. But I don't know about getting presents, but it's a couple's day. Do whatever you want. I don't want to be a bitter single person, you know, watching from outside the restaurant as you guys sort of live your dreams. But dude, I tell you what. Yes, I didn't even know it was Valentine's Day. But what's the deal, right? (laughs) So I was single on Valentine's Day. Shocker. 
how could the world continue spinning? But what's with the people, the single people who are like go like leaving the house on Valentine's Day be like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. Someone I might have a secret admirer, you never know. Like there's single people, mostly women, I would argue, that think they're gonna leave the house on Valentine's Day single. And like freaking Jason from Accounts is going to come out with some flowers and a mariachi band. And he's like, Kate, I've loved you for three years. I can barely keep it in anymore, babe. You know, and then you're just off to the races, you know, riding a horse to to a local eatery. I mean, I just think this is a bit unrealistic. I think some people have seen too many freaking iCarly episodes. You know, this isn't Zoe 101. You work at freaking... The HSBC bank, babe, okay? Everyone's working from home. What are you talking about? Why do you wear your best dress on a Monday? <laughs> but uh, also, I mean, really, like, if I'm, let's say I'm a beautiful woman, and with these golden locks, I'm not far off. I was voted one of Australia's most prominent lesbians in 2019. So let's say for the sake of the argument, I'm a beautiful woman. Just stunning. Well, let's say for the sake of the argument, I'm like a seven because you got to keep in mind I'm single. So let's say I'm like a seven and and some guy comes up to you. For, do you really want some guy coming up to you who's had it on his calendar for like six weeks to like finally approach Kate, you know? Freaking November 2021, this guy's like Valentine's Day is the day, fucking planning it out in his basement. You know, working out what sort of flowers you like. He's probably got a spreadsheet on all your likes and dislikes. You want this guy popping out of nowhere. You know, he's like got a ring on it with like your birthstone. How did he find that out? How did he find that out? So, I mean, I think really if some guy hits you up on Valentine's Day and he's been thinking about it for a while, before you put two hands on those roses, make sure you get a positive ID because this guy's a serial killer, dude. Okay? Freaking <laughs> planning shit out for four weeks. I'm telling you, it might not be as romantic, but the bloke who just meets you and asks you out for a coffee, no money down, it might not be as good of a story to rev up the gals in the group chat, but I think you'll be coming home with all of your limbs, babe. So, I mean, really, what sort of story do you want to tell <laughs> But yeah, Valentine's Day, come and gone, come and gone. A chick's like revved up to be asked out on Valentine's Day. I think that's what I'm asking here because I was unaware. I'm telling you, there was a bit of extra spice uh, around Valentine's Day this year, I believe. But yeah, a great day and, and best of luck to all the hot couples out there. I wish you the best. So the, the world uh, marches on. I've got a couple of yarns. From the week that was. Firstly, now this one, it's not the loosest yarn. Because if I'm being completely candid, I didn't have the loosest weekend. Okay, I had... I was supposed to go see a band Friday night. Ironically, that fell through as well. Not COVID related though. And then I just had a comedy gig Saturday night. Pretty boring. I apologize. Okay, I can't do ketamine every weekend just to keep this podcast afloat. All right. Although I will, I will freaking put my hand up. You know, there are times when some, you know, some guy comes up to me in a pub and says, "Do you want to do some ketamine? Love the pod." 
I'm thinking, mate, not only do you love the pod, you're helping produce this thing. Because if this goes fucking askew, we've got 11 minutes of content coming our way. So, you know, the loose weekends do fill out the pod. But at the end of the day, I do have a natural charisma that I'm able to sort of fall back on with, uh, you know, a certain amount of ease. So, the week that was. So, how's this? So, I get, the, I get a text from Macca. Now, Macca, 73-time Pelican of the Week and one of the more talented artists you'll come across. You know, Macca exists in a state of perpetual motion, you know. He's on the move. He's a busy man and uh, he's a bit of a socialite. So anytime you get a text from him, you do think, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, anything could be on here. But so Macca texts me and it's a Friday. So Macca texts me, he says, hey, Bill, there's some leftover spaghetti bolognese in the fridge. Feel free to have it for lunch. I'm going to sort myself out with something else. Now, I don't know how to, how to boil water so much as cook a beautiful spaghetti bolognese. So this is an opportunity that, you know, I'm not freaking throwing by the wayside by any stretch. But then I remember I've got like some freaking, you know, whatever garbage food I've been eating throughout the week. I've still got some leftover, some salad and, and whatever. So I say, no, thanks, mate. I've already got my own food, but thanks for the offer. So then Macca comes home for lunch. I'm freaking at home for lunch. We both, we both work from home. And I go, fuck, it, it's a Friday. You know, I said, Macca, fuck, are you going to have that spag bowl? Because I might actually rip into that, mate. That's actually starting to pique my interest. You know, I've had a look at this pathetic salad I'm about to tuck into. It's fucking soggy and shit. And then Macca goes, yeah, mate. And he, Macca goes, go nuts. Enjoy the spag bowl. And I go, are you sure you don't want it? Because, you know, I don't want to intrude. You don't want to freaking eat someone's food. This is terrible for house harmony. Okay. You want to see a house capitulate, rip into someone's spag bowl without permission and, and watch the household just crumble. Okay. So, so I go, Macca, thanks mate. You're the best. And he goes, no worries, mate. I don't want it anyway. It's actually off. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, it's off. I cooked it like six days ago, but you feel free to have it. And I go, what? So you're going to give me off spaghetti bolognese? And he goes, well, yeah, I don't want it, but you can have it. And I go, but you never told me it was off. Like, what if you never came home and I would have just ripped into some off spaghetti bolognese and got like food poisoning? And he goes, well, geez, mate, I'm not forcing you to have it. It's just there if you want it. Like he couldn't even understand why I was like questioning his behavior. And I go, what? So you just would never have told me I ate the spag bowl. That's that. And he's like, fucking hell, Bill, no one's got a gun to your head, mate. Have the spag bowl or don't have it. It's like, he couldn't even understand why I was angry. This guy's a psychopath, dude. So, And also, the other thing was, I was never going to have the fucking spag bowl. I didn't even know it was in the fridge. I'm living La Vida Loca, about to tuck into some freaking salad. No qualms, dude. I'm watching normal people on stand. You know, I'm watching two Irish kids fuck on a Wednesday, okay? I don't have many problems in my life. And this son of a bitch has texted me out of nowhere and introduced one. So I'm literally sitting there and he's called me up to go to basically trick me into getting food poisoning. He's gone out of his way to be like, hey, Bill, there's some food in the fridge that's going to make you horrifically sick. Um, You should tuck into that for lunch. It's like... (laughs) 
is it, this is just unbelievable. And like, even now, I haven't got like, I'm like, do you understand why that would be an issue for you to do that? And Mac is like, he's like when they're trying to train a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. You know, he's, his head's moving from side to side, but you can tell he's not really getting the information. You know, it's just kind of like looking through me. And I still haven't like got an apology. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and dude, like, I mean, this guy, that's like someone's about to jump in the shower. You go, mate, do you want to borrow a wet towel? I got three. They're all just dripping. So, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, so we got Macca trying to food poison me. And that was pretty much the highlight of my Friday. And the thing with Macca as well, it was quite an insidious text because he knows I like to treat myself for lunch on a Friday. And he knew this salad wouldn't be fucking... It wouldn't be doing it for me, you know? So, you know, potential that Mac is trying to kill me. Uh, potential that the podcast has got big enough to the point where he's had enough. I reckon this will be the first of many attempts on my life. Uh, and I've definitely got one eye on this slippery bastard. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that for free right now. So, anyway... I did a uh, I did a comedy gig Saturday night, and then nothing in particular happened. Nothing in particular. I'm trying to think of a story, but I rec- I asked if I could go on first so I could leave, and then I didn't ha- I didn't end up getting any other plans together. So I rock up to this gig where I've like requested to go on first. <clears throat> then I go on first. And then just stay at the gig till like midnight drilling beers. <laughs> Everyone was like, why'd you go on first? And I was like, mate, well, it's tools down. You know what I mean? It's tools down. I don't want to be waiting around for three hours. Because I'm not just going to sit there sober on a Saturday night. Like it was unpaid. So I'm still fucking pumped up to do the gig. But I'm just saying, if the boss says you can finish at 8.10 or you can finish at 10.30. I mean, any, any casual employee worth his salt is going to take that 810 knockoff. But I'll tell you what, dude, let's get into the issues. A few things happening at the moment. Hey, there's a bit going on out there. Okay, so... Oh, firstly, we had a sensational uh, big big players uh, submission. You know, big players take big swings. And uh, we got a good submission here. I should have brought it up earlier. I apologize. You know, I'll be transparent. This is me stalling. Search this bloke's name. And yeah, my sister's just texted me. She's bringing her new boyfriend to dinner this Friday and she's worried me and my brother are going to light him up. And she should be fucking worried, to be honest. But <laughs> but no, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Look forward to meeting him. So, here's, uh, this is sent in by uh, Cohen Chapman. I don't know if he wants me to use his name, but uh, this is actually pretty fucking funny. So, this is, this is just a, a, a big player story sent in. Should probably get the volume up on this. Hey Bill, uh, I just came across your big hitter segment and thought I'd uh, throw my hat in the ring. So a few years ago, I used to tour manage for Ziggy Alberts. Um, we had our last show of our Australian tour in Byron Bay. Okay, so first of all, first of all, this is a pretty red hot submission. Tour managing Ziggy Alberts. I love Ziggy Alberts, and uh, so we got Ziggy Alberts in Byron Bay. That's like Ziggy's natural habitat, dude. If you went to go fucking visit Ziggy at the at the fucking zoo, you know, if he ever goes a bit too wild with his anti-vax stuff and they lock him up, 
this guy's natural habitat would be like they'd bring in a bit of Byron Bay. Okay, so we got we got Ziggy Alberts in his natural habitat, possibly high. Okay, I feel that in myself, but we'll have to see. But this is dude, this is this is sick to be honest. Of course it wouldn't be Byron Bay without Chris Hemsworth showing up at the show. So we cordon off a nice little VIP area for him and he brings his whole family. Liam's there and he brings through a special guest, Matt Damon. Um, and his lovely wife. Dude. <laughs> So now you got Ziggy Alberts in Byron. Enter Chris and Liam Hemsworth and Matt Damon and their wives. Now, when you just say, now you say, oh yeah, Jason brought his partner. Keep in mind, these chicks probably the hottest chicks on the planet. So we got three confirmed tens. Well, we got six confirmed tens. Let's be honest. The Hemsworth boys, Matt Damon and their partners. Okay. I mean, in a different era, we would have had Miley in the same group. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This is red hot. Uh, the end of the show comes, everyone else leaves. We're all there mingling with Chris Hemsworth. I'm pretending like I belong in the circle. I don't, but being trying to be pleasant and polite, I'm shaking the Hemsworth hands and I finally get to Matt Damon. Um, all is good. I turn to his wife, give her a quick hug and a kiss on the cheek and Matt Damon erupts, screaming. I'm too old. I'm too fat for this shit. <laughs> so I think Matt Damon's blowing up because he's got this young whippersnapper and I'll freaking go off book here and say Cohen's quite a sorty young man from what I can see from his private Instagram profile. But Matt Damon's had enough of this shit, dude. He's got a sorty young man kissing his wife on the, on the bloody cheek. I mean, I've got a bit more context here. He stares me in the eyes, not blinking. It's Jason Bourne. I'm shitting myself. <laughs> I kind of start the right smile, wondering what the fuck I've done wrong. And Jason Bourne, Matt Damon, slaps me on the back, chuckles. I turn around. The laughs are being echoed by the whole Hemsworth family. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, Jason Bourne made a joke at my expense. And that's my uh, me trying to have a big swing. Thought I belong in the circle and, yeah, get laughed at. Oh, my God. That is fucking hilarious, dude. Thank you for sending that in, Cohen. Oh, dude. So, he's been mugged off by like... <laughs> now, this is a big swing. I'll tell you what. Fucking what a circle to be standing in. So, you got... So, he's the tour manager. Okay. So, that's pretty impressive. So, he's well within his rights to be part of that circle, I would argue. But he's got Chris and Liam Hemsworth. I mean, at that point, I'm eyes to the floor. Because I don't want to say hi to Chris. Seven minutes later, everyone's like, Billy, you've been staring into Chris's deep blue eyes for seven minutes. You know, it's like TikTok. You're like, Jesus Christ, what happened? You know, you black out 25 minutes later. But then you got Matt Damon there. And <clears throat> I would be way more nervous meeting Matt Damon than the Hemsworth brothers. If I'm being completely honest, if, I'm, if I met one of the Hemsworth brothers, there would be a part of me that'd be like, Dude, we're boys because like we're all Aussie. You know what I mean? There's that there's that connection there. Matt Damon, I'm just straight up like, I don't know what I would say to Matt Damon. I've no idea how I would ever interact with him. And if Matt Damon made a joke at my expense, let's say you lean in, it's already it's already awkward enough with the kiss on the cheek sometimes, which sometimes they go the wrong way. Now you both go the same way. Now you're just fucking hooking up with Matt Damon's wife in front of him. You know, 
sometimes is it just a hug is it a kiss on the cheek no hug is it a double up is it a kiss on the cheek half hug type thing not to mention you're trying to pull this off in front of the Hemsworth boys you know Ziggy Albert's probably ripping one in the back fair play to him dude I'll be fucking terrified in this situation and then Matt Damon and Matt Damon knows that as well I think Matt Damon knew that our boy was nervous here Okay, Matt Damon knows if I freaking even blink at this kid, he's going to shit himself. That must be an interesting power to have over people. You know, imagine just being like, if I literally just have the slightest go at this bloke, he's going to be absolutely terrified. And now you're freaking kissing, you know, Giselle or whoever Matt Damon dates on the lips. She smells like fucking Tuscany. You know, it's just like, my God, she's probably wearing something revealing. I mean, it's just, you know, you're sweating. It's Byron Bay in the summer. Let's be honest, they don't do those festivals in the winter up there. So it's 35 degrees. Jesus Christ. The fact that Matt Damon has has gone out of his... I like that Matt Damon has said, man, I'm too old for this shit, as in saying, dude, this young Aussie buck here is posing a threat. A fourth alpha male has entered the group. That's how I would interpret this. You know, because I'm glass half full. If you want to be a negative Nelly, you could just say, yeah, you were too nervous and Matt Damon picked up on it and laid the boot in. But I think if we're being glass half full here, I think Matt Damon has recognized a fellow alpha enter the group. And when you've gone to kiss his beautiful wife on the cheek, I reckon he saw her spine just bloody, just shudder a little bit. You know, she was like, oh, oh, as this beautiful Australian, I want let's say 25 for the sake of the story. This beautiful 25-year-old, you know, I don't think Ziggy Alberts is hiring too many corporate types to help run his life. So you just got this surfy bloke giving your wife the business. I think Matt Damon has picked up on that and realized, if I don't get on the front foot and sort this out ASAPio, we're going to be fucking throwing down shirtless in 23 minutes time, dude. So that's a big swing from Cohen. Thank you for sending that in, mate. Yeah, if you want to send in any voice memos like that, that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I will admit the bar is high. But um, but yeah, just just shoot them to me on Instagram and I'll, I'll play them on the pod. Um, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for that send-in. Oh, dude, big players take big swings. Okay, so up next, we had this week Grace Tame, former Australian of the Year. Okay, ex-Australian of the Year? No, I think you're just Australian of the Year forever. Let's be honest. I wonder if you can win it twice. Because this chick, Grace, is... She's on a bit of a tear as far as, like, public scrutiny. I mean, this this poor girl can't stay out of the news. And really, you'd think... I mean, there was the thing with ScoMo where she looked a bit cross. I mean, whatever. That was fine in my books. Go nuts. You can't tell people how to fucking pose in a photo. You know what I mean? Who cares? And then, and now there's this photo that's come out with her and when she was 19, this was an actual story published by the Daily Mail. And uh, it was her and a large bong and her friend next to her was allegedly, okay, allegedly rolling up a joint. Dude, this is, I mean, what a story. What a crazy story. You'd think for the former Australian of the Year to garner such attention 
and you know really take keep hold of the attention when the current Australian of the year is like a guy in a wheelchair who's like a freaking icon changing people's perceptions of disabled people all over the world. You'd think the story to take the shine off Dylan Alcott would have to be one of compl- of pretty significant substance. But so far we've got her not smiling what as people would like her to smile and then her not even smoking weed, just sitting next to a bong. There's not even anything confirming that she was in fact ripping that thing, dude. I love it as well how they're like a large bong. That was the thing. Everyone was like a large bong. Is there a size that would be acceptable to these absolute nerds posting this garbage? Okay. Firstly, (laughs) I can't even freaking take this thing seriously, dude. But firstly, the whole point of being a hot celeb, and that's what Grace is now. She's a public figure. Dude, not only does she get to do drugs, she gets to do them openly now. Okay. She's a celebrity. She's not held to the same standards as these freaking political nerds and these journalists who are still freaking sneaking out the back to smoke weed because their wife banned them. Okay? And this whole thing of like... Like, she's a sexual assault survivor. I don't know how to talk about this like and not laugh because it's such a ridiculous story to run. But it's like she's a sexual assault survivor and advocate. Does smoking weed undo that or affect that in any way are they saying her her advocacy is not as credible because she has in the past been near narcotics are you out of your fucking mind dude (laughs) what the hell and it's like i'm so sick of this shit where it's like people doing normal stuff but people try to cancel like cancel them or or you know, not cancel, but like people like Timmy Payne with the sexting, Grace smoking a bit of weed, this sort of stuff. Even like people, where are we at with cocaine these days? If Do we really care if, if a celebrity gets caught with cocaine? Like, are we just, when are we just going to get past this stuff? People like to root and do drugs. Get over it. You know, is that really, that's the story I see when we continually see this stuff. Local person enjoys sex and or drugs, brackets and rock and roll. Like, the story should really be, that comes out should be Grace Tame is extremely against drugs. If that came out, that would be a more notable story. If Grace Tame was like, as part of my platform, I think all drugs should continue to be banned. I'm really against them. That would be more of a story. 19-year-old enjoys narcotics. That's not a fucking... That's not a story, dude. That's a scene at a local bus stop. Okay? When are we going to get past this? When are we going to get past this stuff? That fucking life is a bit of shades of grey. And people are out here throwing stuff up their nose and licking people. And there's nothing wrong with it. Okay? I love the idea that her smoking weed should potentially alter the public's perception of her. Like, I know everyone was thinking that maybe we should look into what Scott Morrison has done about what the the changes Grace Tame was asking for. I know people were saying we should look into that a bit further, but actually we should just not worry about it at all anymore because check out this. This chick ripped a bong in 2016, dude. So that's an open and shut case. We don't need to hear from her anymore. <laughs> Glad to have that behind us. It's like, 
Jesus Christ, dude. Also, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It's so ridiculous. But go on, Grace Tame. She should have put up a photo of her freaking ripping an even bigger one. That would have been the funniest fucking photo. Oh, my God. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) I can't believe it. This whole thing, dude. Anyway, so we got some fun fears that have been sent in as well for this week. Um, Thank you. You know, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Or if you want to email me something heaps long, it's billydarcycomedy at gmail.com. But yeah, just hit me up on the Grammaroo. So first fun fear sent in. I had, this was a send in I don't actually agree with. This bloke sent in, when listening to music, it must be on shuffle. Said too much anxiety for queuing it up. Don't want to know what's on next. It has to be random. I got to say, I'm a cue man. I I'm completely on the other side of this. The shuffle gives me more anxiety than the cue. Okay, like every time, if I go for a walk, if I, every time I jump in the car, I'm queuing. Okay, I jump in the car, you know, leave an extra four minutes in travel time because I got to create a queue. And also, if it's a 30 minute drive or whatever, I got, I'm creating like, I'll create like a 40 minute queue just to really cover my bases. Sometimes if I'm feeling fucking wild, I'll, I'll create like a 15 minute queue and then just let the Lord take the wheel. And that's where, dude, I just turn the volume up. I take my fucking hands off the steering wheel and Jesus picks what I listen to and where I drive. So that's when I'm feeling fucking weird though. But otherwise, traditionally, I am a cue man. I do do get the shuffle as a fun fear because it takes it out of your hands, you know? And then you can always just hit next. I'd like like some clarification on on the shuffle. Are you hitting next or are you just letting it ride? Because I think they're two different scenarios. But as far as, yeah, I'm a cue man. What can I say? I cue it, I cue it, and I do it. Is that anything? I don't think so. But yeah, a fun fear for me, I, ca- I can't shuffle. So I admire those people who can. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Another fun fear sent in was, and I totally agree with this one. Fun fear, scrolling TikTok for too long. And I totally agree with this one. Dude, sometimes you go on Instagram and you're scrolling and you're like, oh, it's Jason's 23rd birthday. That's that's cool. You know, that's exciting. And you scroll on Instagram and you go, oh, geez, got to get off the gram. I've been on here for like 10, 15 minutes. Dude, you go on TikTok and scroll, you just black out. You got two little kids running around the living room that look just like you. What the fuck happened? Okay? Dude, you just TikTok, it's just the most in it's like you go into the phone. TikTok at times feels like a Jumanji. <laughs> like you just freaking jump in and now you're watching a Swedish guy catch fish with his bare hands. And you've watched him do it like seven different times. And you're just like, what is happening? Is it still Wednesday? Is it still Wednesday? TikTok, ironically, that's what you can't hear when you're fucking in the thing. Time just seems to bend in ways we've not seen before. Now, I don't know anything about this metaverse, but if it's anything like TikTok, it's going to be freaking, it's going to be too much, you know, way too much. So I totally agree with that one. 
And the thing with TikTok is like, it's just, you don't know where you're going, brother. It's like you're, like at least with Instagram, you've got a bit of a map because you know who you follow, you know what's going on, you know, you know who you hate, you know what you like, save that for later, text her, miss her, that's my mate Jason, it's his 23rd birthday, okay? With, with TikTok, they say it's the For You page, who the fuck do you think I am with some of the stuff you're sending my way? I mean, there's some wild shit on, on TikTok, you're going down three rabbit holes, all of a sudden you're signing up to some Korean birds only fans at four in the morning, going, who the fuck am I, dude, okay? Who am I? <laughs> so yeah, TikTok is wild. <laughs> Then after that, we had another fun fear sent in. And this is a good one as well. I, I think I friggin' I can't agree with this one more. Fun fear, you finish a class at uni. It's like four o'clock, five o'clock. And you say to, it's like week two. You say to the weird bloke you've been talking to during the class, all right, mate, I'm off. I'm getting the train. And he says, yeah, sick. I'll come with you. I'm getting the train too. And you, you just feel like, I just felt it. You just feel your heart fucking shiver. It's terrifying. And now you're thinking, where is this guy going? What train is he getting on? And then, and then you, and dude, God forbid this psycho, you know what I mean? He's got like a freaking, he's got pimples, even though he's 22. You're like, Jesus Christ, texting your mates going, this is my location. If I'm not home in two hours, call the police. Okay. And then he's on the same train line as you. And even worse, he's going past where you are. So now, you know, you got freaking 27 minutes. You can tell how weird a guy is by how much you pay attention to the length of the journey. You know, this guy says, yeah, I'm getting off at the same stop as you. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, we have 33 minutes together on this thing. Then you get down to the station, train's not coming for 12. Now you're looking at the tracks going, do I do it? You know? Like, Jesus Christ, there's nothing worse. And let's be honest, you blew through most of your conversation on the way to the station. Now you're just, you're into the bloody, you know, you're into the uncut version of this conversation. This guy's talking about his high school friends and some of the funny stuff they did together. It's absolutely disturbing. So, yeah, there is nothing worse than getting trapped with some weirdo on the, on the train and especially at uni, because, you know, this bloke could be from anywhere. He might have chopped it in from Darwin. We don't know where this guy's from, okay? And, oh, there's nothing worse. There is simply nothing worse. God forbid it's a busy train as well. You've got to stand. For some reason, it's much harder to stand because now you're looking right at him. Whereas if you're sitting, you can sort of, you can look ahead and point out other weirdos on the train. So, yeah, they're three fun fears. They're all... That last one's probably the least fun. I'll say that. I will say that. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about Will Pekofsky briefly. Because this guy... And I don't want to make light of this situation. Even though I've made several concussion jokes in the past about this guy. You know, I famously quipped this guy could get a concussion, you know, on his way to Woolies. Someone's thrown a fig at him or something. The poor guy. But now it's at the point where we probably shouldn't joke about it anymore because cricketer Will Pekofsky has suffered, I think, his 11th concussion. And he suffered it via a soccer ball or a volleyball. 
So he's out again. And you just think, what's going on with this bloke? Because he's also got horrific mental health issues. He suffers from extreme anxiety that I know of. I don't really know the intricacies of uh, you know, what goes on in his top paddock, but I know there's some stuff going on. And then he's getting physically hit in the head. So you've got to think, this is a terrible combination. And, and really, to get hit in the head by a soccer ball and be concussed, I don't know if, if sort of Sergio Aguero was sort of warming up on the same field as the lads, just drilling free kicks from 20 metres out, and Will Pekoski walked past. But it was a friendly warm-up game of soccer. So you can't imagine this ball's coming in at too much velocity. Um, but now he's got concussed again. I don't know anything about medicine, but, you know, this guy's got... It, 11 concussions. This is like NFL level concussions with nowhere near the amount of routing. So I think the guy's got to have a serious look at what, what he's doing playing this sport because it doesn't seem to agree with him. I mean, he got 53 in the first innings of this match, so he's clearly still good enough. I mean, the guy's an absolute freak. Really, he should be like 20 test matches in. Every time Will Pekoski gets a concussion, Marcus Harris fucking breathes a sigh of relief. Because that's the only reason Marcus Harris has continued to play test cricket. I mean, we're taking that bloke to Pakistan. God knows why. <laughs> For the love of God, can anyone tell me why Marcus Harris continues to play test cricket? But anyway, Will Pekoski, I feel so sorry for this, for this guy. You know, he's only young. He's so good. If I was him, this is what I would do. And I don't know if he will. Because I asked a couple of people in the know and they said he absolutely froths on it. But if I was Will Pekowski, keep in mind, the guy's got a Cricket Australia contract. He's probably, you know, for a 22-year-old, he's got a bit of cheese behind him. I'd just take two years off. I'd say, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to uni. I'm, you know, I'm going to go kiss a Venezuelan bird, see how that floats me. And just, I'd just leave cricket alone for two years. Just let it go. It's, cricket has clearly got a problem with you, brother. You know, for whatever reason, something's not bloody lining up on this particular vocation for you. I don't know why. I've, I've, I don't understand what's happening. You know, I, I'm, I'm not the freaking... I was a pretty average, terrible fielder at times in my great cricket career. You know, I'm not a great soccer player. Run my mouth at blokes who are much bigger than me, but I still have not been hit in the head anywhere near as much as this young man. His ability to take headshots is unbelievable. So whether it's a cricket ball or now he's cross codes with these concussions, he's got a soccer ball in on the mix. So I think he should just take two years off, go travel. You know, it's not like he's famous or anything. It's not like anyone's going to be, you know, you got some diehard cricket fans, but if he goes to fucking England, no one's going to be chasing him down the street, hassling him. Just get, mate, go, go away for two years and do something else. Do whatever you want. You know, I think he's, uh, he absolutely froths on PlayStation or whatever. Become a Twitch streamer. Get your nipples out. But take two years off and see if you even miss it at this point. Because I'd be interested to know if he does. You know, maybe he two years without a concussion, he goes, fuck me. This is way better. And he might find something else he loves just as much as cricket. Or maybe after two years, he goes, all right, I'm, I'm, I miss it a lot. I'm heading back and it's time to fucking get back to what I was doing. But I think he should take some serious time off and not rehab time where, where he's spending every day, you know, with the Cricket Victoria team doing throwdowns in a safe environment and, 
you know, talking to sports psychologists. I'm saying nothing. I'm saying none of that shit. No cricket, no sports psychologist, no fucking... See a therapist if you want to for your mental health, but no blokes in tracksuits. Just take it off and see if he misses it because something's got to give here, this poor guy. But anyway, that is the end of this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. That submission was hilarious. Uh, Like I said, tour dates on sale now. Wollongong, March 26th. Newcastle, April 1st. Brisbane, April 21. All those tickets are on sale at the link in my bio on Instagram. And Sydney, May 19 and 20. I'm only doing two shows, um, so they will sell out. Uh, They go on sale February 22nd, which is like next Wednesday. So everything else is on sale now and I will make my way to the other cities throughout the year. Thanks for listening, dude. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too long.